You're listening to Ask the Expert on Sprott Money News. Hello again from Sprott Money News at SprottMoney.com. It is November 2020. It's time for your Ask the Expert segment. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us this month is Brent Cook. Many of you will remember Brent Cook is the founder of the terrific newsletter service, Exploration Insights. He's now, I guess we'll call him semi-retired. He's got a friend of his named Joe Mazumbar that's running things on a daily basis, but Brent still has input and still knows far more about mining, the mining sector, all that stuff that, I mean, he's forgotten more than I'd ever know. So he's a great, uh, great analyst and uh, a great person to talk to about the mining sector. So it's great to have him on. Brent, thank you so much for joining me this month. Thanks, Craig. It's uh, always a pleasure and appreciate it. All right, before we get started, just a reminder out there to everybody, if you enjoy these Ask the Expert segments, please feel free to like, share, or subscribe to Sprott Money on the channel you're listening to. Thank you. We appreciate all the questions and comments we receive from you every week. We're going to get a lot of to a lot of them today. And also, just a reminder, obviously, Sprott Money is a bullion dealer and a bullion storage company. And gold and silver prices right now are pretty attractive, especially even where they were compared to earlier this week. So, SprottMoney.com has 100-ounce Royal Canadian Mint Silver Bars currently selling at a specially discounted price. So, please go to SprottMoney.com to check them out and all the other products that we have there. Of course, you can always just call us directly if you want to chat about the precious metals. That number, 888-861-0775. Brent, before we get started, I always mention on these calls, I tell people at my TF Metals Report site, if you think we're in a bull market, And uh, even though we've had a consolidation phase here for a while, if you're excited about owning the mining shares, you want to own some for the first time, do not try to do this on your own, man, to try to figure out grade and, uh, geez, what a drill result means and all that kind of stuff. There are only a few people in the world that are really experts at this stuff. You're one of them. So please uh, take a second. Tell everybody about Exploration Insights, what you and Joe do there, and how people can find out more. Right. Well, both Joe Mazumdar and I are economic geologists. We've uh, got experience with major and junior companies uh, as uh, geologists. We've run programs. We've been analysts to uh, various brokerage firms. Um, And what the letter is about, I, I started, I ran it for like nine years, and then Joe, finally met Joe on a trip to Nevada, and was very impressed with his, you know, insights and knowledge and such. And so he's now uh, running the show and is his stock picks, but we work together. And basically, it's a weekly letter that comes out on Sunday. It's about what we're doing with our money, buying, selling, avoiding, plus commentary on the market, that sort of thing. Uh, the, the website, explorationinsights.com, has, you know, the full details as well as a lot of free information and ideas and stuff that uh, Joe has been publishing. So that, that's sort of what Exploration Insights is all about. And just explorationinsights with an S dot com. That's correct. All righty. Well, all right, Brent, let's just dive right in. We've been collecting questions for you for about the last two weeks or so. Of course, anytime you have a question for our Ask the Expert segment or for the weekly wrap-up, you can use the email address. The word is submissions with an S, submissions, at SprottMoney.com. I've got seven different submissions for you, my friend. We've consolidated a whole bunch of them into these seven. I say we just dive into the first one. You know, we've this has sure been a challenging period since August. 
not only for the precious metals, but for the shares too, for crying out loud. Uh, we've seen prices, if we go back, just measure over the last six months, gold prices up maybe 10 or 15%, silver is probably up 25 or 30, but yet many of the producer share prices are down versus where they were in May. Brent, what's the deal? And uh, where are we, do you think, in a, in the kind of the senior and junior mining cycle? Yeah, in the senior cycle, I think what we're seeing is, you know, we don't have a lot of fund managers out there that are old enough to remember how good things can be in the gold market. Most of these guys have grown up now on uh, Apple, Facebook, et cetera, and they just don't understand the gold and silver market. I think what we're going to see is as these major companies start showing real profit, uh, cash flow, and dividend increases, uh, we'll see funds and stuff start moving more into this. But, you know, the, the regular market has done so well. It's at a record high right now. you got to beg the question, why would someone jump into a sector that historically has done pretty poor in terms of return on capital? Uh, in the junior sector, I think what we're facing right now is we've seen, I forget how many billions of dollars raised over the past six to eight months. All that stock is coming uh, free trading just as the market's going down. And there was a lot of hype behind the raisings. I mean, people would go to raise five million bucks and they'd upsize it to eight or ten. Uh, anyone that's in there and has a profit is probably going to try and take it this mm -hmm. year or they're going to take their loss this year. Uh, so I foresee a pretty rough month ahead at least. But on the positive, there's some stocks that actually have legitimate discoveries, legitimate deposits that I think we're going to be able to pick up pretty cheap. I think going forward into 2021 and 22, uh, precious metal prices are going to do pretty well. And that would be reflected in the shares with higher earnings, better dividends and stuff. And you make, that's an interesting point, Brent, that, uh, you know, it's been the last, I don't even know how many, three or four years in a row for certain that I've noticed uh, dump of the shares into tax loss selling. But man, once we get past December 15th, even December 20th, we've, we've rallied pretty good. I wonder if, uh, have you noticed the same? I wonder if we'd see the same this year. That is typically what I see happening. Um, we'll see what happens this year as, you know, the whole world, you know, upside down with, with COVID. And now we've got uh, a new president. There's more stability across the globe. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to predict. I'm just, right. uh, you know, I'm just looking for relatively uh, good deals on legitimate deposits. I understand. All right, let's move on to question number two. Um, and this kind of goes right into what you just said. If, how do you look for and find a good deal on legitimate deposits? The, the question was kind of along the lines, what are your key metrics that you use in, in uh, deciding to buy a certain company? Is it market cap, uh, the jurisdiction it's in, the, the, the team that's behind the company? What, what are the main things you look at? Well, you know, Joe and I are focused on identifying legitimate properties that I think um, another company, a larger mining company, will want to buy. So to us, it all comes down to the economics behind the discovery or the deposits is being defined. And, and that goes to jurisdiction, it goes to grade, it goes to metallurgical recovery, it goes to management, it goes to share structure. Um, I mean, there's a whole list of things that, that have to work for deposit to actually make money. Uh, you know, really a, a, an economic 
ore discovery and deposit is a very unique thing. Um, that's why gold prices, whatever it is, eight hundred bucks, eighteen hundred bucks an ounce. It's it's not easy to find, right? right? At least in the economic quantities. So I mean, we, it goes to all of those things. We're we're focused on that. Fair enough. And again, it's hard to do that on your own. And that's why I always say, just get as much help as you can if you want to invest in the sector. All right, moving on to question three, Brent. This is a fun one. Um, I'm really curious to pick your brain on this one and hear your answer. Uh, when, when we do these weekly wrap-ups with Eric, I remember one day, it must have been a year ago, almost a year ago, he mentioned a company called Free Gold Ventures for the first time. I think at the time, it was maybe 20 cents a share. And by the end of that day, he mentioned it on a Friday morning. By the end of that Friday, it was like 35. <laughs> he has that impact. It then continued to rally. Uh, earlier this year, went all the way to about $1.40, $1.45 U.S., and now it's pulled back. It's probably about half of that. Um, I think I haven't spoken with Eric, obviously, for the last month or so, but I think he's still bullish on the stock. But you have a significantly different opinion on this company, this Free Gold Ventures. Uh, why? What uh, What do you see? Okay, this is where we get to generate the hate mail, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. All right, so I, I think let, I want to step back. Um, Eric's prod has made and lost more money than I ever will. Uh, but his investment philosophy and thesis is completely different than, than Joe and I. I mean, as right. I understand it, you know, Eric's looking at the gold price going to $5,000 or whatever and silver going to $100. And if that's your investment thesis, what he's doing makes a lot of sense. By contrast, Joe and I are looking at, you know, a gold price. We try and judge things on, call it $1,500 an ounce. And we do our economic modeling based on that sort of thing with the anticipation that a major mining company will buy a deposit. Okay, so jumping to, to, to free gold, this thing had sold for, I don't know, 6 to 20 cents for 6 to 8 years with what, what they've got now, basically a, a, a low-grade large resource in the order of, uh, what have they got, like 4.8 million ounces at uh, 0.61 grams a ton. That doesn't work, uh, and is oftentimes compared to Fort Knox, which is nearby, just up the road, which is a similar grade, but the deposits are completely different. Fort Knox is hosted by an intrusive, a, a granitic body that intruded a sediments that baked those sediments, which pressure the pressure crackled the intrusive, the granite, and all the gold went into the cracks. So when you blow that up, the gold is readily exposed and it's very easy to recover. Whereas with um, free gold, and I'll throw Tower, International Tower, Tower Hill into this as well, the gold is semi-refractory and it's going to take a lot more cost, effort, energy, to extract that gold. So the two deposits are completely different, right? Right. So, and, and if they were similar, I mean, Kinross has had six to eight years to buy either of those deposits at a fraction of the current price of the, of the company. And they haven't that, you know, you've got to wonder. Mm -hmm. So in my view, what free gold is drilling out is, you know, basically not economic. It, some of it falls into an open pit, the oxide bit, uh, but the deposit itself is kind of shaped like a pear so far, and it's not high enough grade to work as an underground block cave deposit, 
And the high grade they're hitting, which I think excited the market, is deep. It's three to 500 meters down. They're not hitting it consistently in the few holes that we've seen released. And consider if they're going to go off that high grade, the cost of defining a relatively narrow, high-grade, erratic mineralization at that depth is going to be massive. Um, so that's my view on, on free gold. I don't think it's something that is going to be economic. Is I do. It, I can ahead. see them adding a lot of ounces, but they're not economic in my view. Does is, is it – I don't want to overly simplify it, but is it more one of those where at fifteen dollars to $1,800 gold – I mean, it's just not economic. It's just not, it's just a, a whole, couple of holes in the ground. But at 23 to 25 or $2,800 gold, maybe it becomes more interesting to? Maybe. Again, okay. my experience has been that when a, a de- these deposits that are uh, uneconomic, but people tout as, you know, leverage the gold price, there's generally a fundamental flaw means these things are probably not economic or marginally economic mm-hmm. and are not something that a major mining company is going to buy and put into production. Although the last bull run, that, that happened a lot, so I could be wrong there. But it, again, it's, it's not something that it, – it's not a great deposit, right? Okay, yeah. And if I'm, if I'm Ken Ross or I'm Newmont or Barrick, I want to buy a great deposit, and I'll pay up for that. This would be like a late stage acquisition with prices really going. Uh, I'm just trying to thinking out I'm outside. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see. Let's 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 go on to question four. Thank you for that. That's very helpful information. Um, I hope. So. <laughs> question, well, but 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 that, those are all things that again uh, the the average person like myself. You know, you read stories, you read little reports that show up on research sites. It's really hard because we don't have the experience, the accumulated experience and wisdom to kind of, like you said, what what was the one, the, the granite got exploded or whatever? I mean, I don't know that kind of stuff, but you do. <laughs> so that's why it's great to, oh, yes. great to hear <laughs> that stuff. <laughs> all right. Uh, question number four. Um, we have, you know, this was all the rage a couple of years ago, and now it's been kind of quiet for a while, that Pilbara region down in Western Australia. Uh, do you like any of those companies down there? Like, for example, Novo Resources, DeGray Mining, or Artemis? I, I used to live, I spent six years in Australia. I love the place. And I was there probably, what, three years ago now with uh, Quentin to visit uh, Novo's projects and such. And, you know, in the letter, we, we bought it at three and sold it at five or something like that. And the reason we sold it was that our, our thesis was that there was a lot of very, you know, fine gold associated with those nuggets, that that would be recoverable. What's happened is the it's 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 associated with um, beach sand swells and such. Mm-hmm. And although they've done a fantastic job finding that, and I'll give Quentin full kudos for that. I don't see how you can come up with a reserve or even a resource just to substantiate the current market cap. And also I think it's going to be very, very hard to mine that stuff. I mean, the, the, the main, the big one, uh, it's very hard rock, very hard rock. Uh, 
they're also out another, I forget the name of it, where they're sort of scraping up dirt off the ground and pulling nuggets out of that that are, that are free, you know, free on the ground. And then at Beaton's, they're going to be uh, processing ore as well. Again, I, 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 I can't validate the market cap. That's my issue there. Uh, other discoveries down there have been, I mean, Australia's been on a tear. There have been some fantastic discoveries down there. Um, what did you say, DeGray? DeGray, Best Artemis. Done, Artemis as well has done great. Um, there's been some copper discoveries in West Australia. Uh, no, it's done great. And we, we do own, I think, three or four Australian companies in our portfolio. Um, one of them, Blackstone, which is a nickel platinum palladium discovery in Vietnam, not Australia, but it's an Australian company. Um, GBM Resources, another one that I'm actually on the board of that one, who've got some projects going in Queensland and down in Victoria. So we do invest in Australian companies, but the difficulty there is we're always a day behind and a week behind what's, you know, what's being talked about in the pubs. So it's harder to stay on top of things there. Yeah. Yeah, you can't go down there anymore either for the time being. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. awful. All right, let's move on to question five, Brent. Um, more than halfway done. Uh, what do you think of the Treaty Creek area up in British Columbia in general? In general. Um, well, it's right adjacent to a lot of big resources. Predium's up there. Seabridge uh, is up there. And Tudor Gold is up there. And probably Tudor Gold is the one that, that most of your listeners are interested in because Eric's into it. Right. I have a hard time with that one. They've, it's certainly a large geochemical anomaly. I've looked at that, and I can see this thing averaging maybe, call it 0.7 grams gold equivalent. It, unfortunately, most of it occurs in a valley, a lot of it under a glacier. It's not really open pitable in my view. So as an underground block cave operation, it's, it's marginal at that location. And... These guys are earning 60% by taking this to a production decision, um, which at the current valuation of Tudor, which is about $480 million, they're valuing this thing at $800 million, this deposit as is, plus there's 3% NSR on it. So I'll grant that it's a, a big anomaly and it's potentially, you know, you, you can come up with an inferred and maybe indicated resource. Again, I don't think the economics behind that are going to are going to stand out. I don't think it's economic. All right. Uh, in our last couple of questions, you know, since we haven't had a chance to talk to Eric for a month, I thought, well, we'll try to get to many as many of these individual names that were submitted for you as we can. And of course, obviously, we don't expect you to have an opinion on every single one, Brent. So if you don't, we'll just pass. But I've got about nine or ten names here for you. We'll just kind of we'll call it the lightning round. How's that sound? Um, <laughs> Okay. All right, we're in. <laughs> All right. In final jeopardy, Brent, in the lightning round, uh, let's start with these four names uh, on the sixth slide here. Uh, let's start with Ore Finders. Any on that one? Ore Finders. Uh, okay, they're up in the Abitibi for the most part. They've had some, you know, interesting intersections at pretty at, at what they call Tyanite, I think it was. Uh, but really, you're looking at 11 meters at four grams and eight meters at two grams. And this is at a depth of 600 plus meters Whoa. under an old mine. I have a hard time getting excited about something like this. Okay. How about uh, Trilogy Metals? 
trilogy. Uh, we own that. Joe's been there at least once, maybe twice up in Alaska. Uh, they've got a joint venture of sorts with South 32, a, a major mining company out of Australia. I think this is a good deposit. Uh, they've had a tough time because of COVID. They've got virtually no work done this year, but they'll be back big next year with uh, South 32 financing it. Copper looks solid going forward. I think mm. I think this is a good buy right now. All right. And the final two on this slide are Palladium One and Brixton. I don't know enough about Palladium One to, to comment. Okay. Um, so I'll let that go. Brixton, uh, their stuff up in northern BC I thought was crap, but they've just done a deal with uh, HPX, which is Friedland's company, um, at Hong Heaven in, in Montana. And basically it's it's a fantastic deal they've done where HPX spends, I think, 40-something million to earn 70%. And basically, they're just chasing a deep geophysical target that, you know, could be a buried uh, porphyry. So, you know, if the drilling's successful, this is this is great. Just watch and see if they can drill a, a, a hole that suggests there's a potential for underground porphyry discovery, which I would want to see hundreds of meters in the 1% plus uh, range. Okay. All right. And then finally, Brent, to our final slide, there are five names on here. Uh, at least four of them end with the word gold. So I guess they're all gold companies. Um, <laughs> no surprise there. <laughs> no surprise there. That's right. Truth in advertising. Uh, the first one, though, is Lion One Metals. I don't know anything about that one. Do you? I do. Um, it's they're drilling beneath some high-grade narrow veins in Fiji. Uh, they've had some success hitting, you know, very high grades over very near, narrow intervals. Um, and then there's it's within a, a caldera, and they've found some outcropping mineralization up into the canyon that hasn't been looked at before. So it's it's interesting. It's not a cheap stock in my view, given the market cap. Uh, but it's certainly an interesting and, and credit to those guys for having the foresight to uh, drill underneath it and hit some decent mineralization. Okay. How about Victoria Gold and Pure Gold? I guess I don't know enough to comment on those, really. Okay. And then the final two on this page are Black Rock Gold and Klondike. Black Rock. Uh, I believe they're the ones with two projects in Nevada, one near Tonopah, and the other one north of Midas. Um, the Tonopah drilling has turned up some very nice high-grade, albeit narrow, uh, silver gold grades. Uh, I have not been able or taken the time, at least, to try and figure out how, how big that might be, but certainly some good hits. The stuff north of Midas, eh, interesting, but hasn't been exciting. And what was the second one? Klondike. Klondike. I haven't seen enough continuity and high-grade up there to get get me excited and and the low grade i think is too low grade um but certainly run by a smart guy working hard and coming up with new ideas do you like a klondike bar from time to time klondike bar yeah you know the ice cream it's like uh, chocolate ice or vanilla ice cream <laughs> yeah i did used to like those as yeah. i was a kid I that now. <laughs> kind of a treat maybe instead of investing in klondike gold you can take a look at klondike bars there you go it's a my, winner my friend you and joe uh, do great work. Again, the site is explorationinsights.com, correct? 
That's right. Uh, and there's lots of free information and such there. And there's lots of free information at SprottMoney.com as well. Uh, not only do you have podcasts like this and the weekly wrap-up, but there are four or five writers who post articles there every week. SprottMoney.com should be one of your favorites on your favorite bar. But also, if you're going to do some holiday shopping, it's almost Black Friday. Or maybe it is Black Friday when you're listening to this. Or maybe Black Friday's over. Either way, it's time to buy some holiday shopping. Why not give the gift that keeps on giving the whole year? A little precious metal uh, for people that maybe have never held gold or silver before. It's always an eye-opener. We've got a lot on sale as we go through the month of December. So make sure you check us out. SprottMoney.com or call us at 888-861-0775. We've been speaking with Brent Cook, legendary precious metals and mining analyst at ExplorationInsights.com. Brent, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Craig. Let's do it again next year. Hey, that's a great idea. Let's do. Happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays, all that kind of stuff, Brent. Take care of yourself out there. Cheers. And from all of us, it's Brought Money News. It's BroughtMoney.com. Thank you for listening. We'll have another Ask the Expert segment next month.